Hello again, friends. Welcome to the ninth episode of Live, Laugh, Lovecraft. And let the gentle tones of our voices caress your ears. I'm Sam, your dungeon master, and our semi-professional worm wrangler. And joining me today, in the order of the happiness of their weeks, are... Has <laughs> anyone done anything nice this week? I've got twins, I'm last. <laughs> I've got a migraine, I'm second to last. I, I guess job, that's so. me. <laughs> that I'm happy, happy apparently. By comparison, I am happy. Um, hi, I'm Zoe. Uh, I am uh, a PhD researcher trying to finish the thesis, which makes it bizarre that I am apparently the happiest one here. But this is how it works when you hang out with cool, stressed people. Um, I'm playing Ivy, who is a tiefling druid uh, and has absolutely no similarities to me whatsoever. Uh, yeah. Who's next? Who's got to be next? My name is Kate, and I'm playing Bako, who is a satyr bard. That is short and sweet, Kate. Thank you. I am Lucy, <laughs> and I am an actual professional worm, worm wrangler, Sam. So, uh, <laughs> stealing my job title there. Uh, and I am playing Brogar, who is a absolutely massive idiot. Hello. Hello, friends. I'm Steve Cross. I'm playing uh, Snookums Jolliver, the greatest goblin chef in the world. Uh, you'll know it's him talking. Because it sounds like that. <laughs> yes, and I play everyone else. Uh, when we last met around the table, our party befriended the goblin Mungbean, who used his totally not contrived powers of bee magic uh, to help them infiltrate the faculty of unnatural sciences. Um, we rejoin our party in the third door, leading off from the staircase in the Department of Fossilology, where they stand before an empty enclosure. And just moments ago, a loud crash was heard from outside the room. It was a long time ago, so hopefully you can all remember what's going on. I, I, yes, Newcombs is still going, what the fuck was that loud crash? Also, though, clarify the language. It was heard from inside the room, but coming from outside the room. Like, you've got to be clear. And if it was heard from outside the room, we don't know if we heard it, if we're inside the room. specialist. That's what he is. Thank you. That's uh, so what my card says. Before we do anything else, Ivy is going to very carefully take Gavin back from Brogar and put him in her bag, because otherwise all hell is going to break loose. Yeah, that's Thank quite right, poor Gavin. Nobody else going to put, talk about this mom um, Ivy's no. on the wall? No. No. Nope. They're not in this room. Right, right now, I just need you to pass me that jar so that we can investigate what that loud crashing noise is um, because I have about five minutes of patience left and unless that's urgent, we have things to do. So you're going to leave the room and this is called railroading and prepare to have a lot of it. Yeah. I think that was the most interesting noise I've ever heard. <laughs> Full of incredible potential. It sounds to me like 58 crates of the rarest spices falling down onto a barbecue. So we should go and look at it immediately. Immediately. Right. I give the worm back. I realise I've used up six seconds of, of the patience just by saying that. Yes. Uh, so... Perfect. Yeah. I was agreeing with you, so I think that's a good use of... Yes, let's... That was two more, I realise. <laughs> um, Ivy stows the jar in her bag and opens the door. Roll perception. 18 plus two. How do I roll? 20 the hard way. No, it's 20 the easy way. I got a natural 20. Yes. Lucy's aware of every trap in the universe. I got 11. I can see through time. 11. And, Thanks. and it is a 10. As you walk out onto the, the balcony, I said balcony, as you walk out onto the stairs, looking back down where you came from, there's a trail of, well, everyone who rolled a 20, you can see there's a trail of golden liquid leading into Aldous's room. And you can hear a faint buzzing sound uh, emanating from behind the, the now closed door. As well as that, you can feel like a faint ticking through your feet. Lucy, there's a question in a minute. Uh, Lucy, you can sort of feel that the Who's ground Lucy? beneath the stairs you're standing on is kind of hollow. Uh, sorry, Brogar, you can kind of feel like the, the ground beneath your feet are hollow. Being very, very mean. First of all, first of all, I want to query hollow feeling floor underneath a 350 pound dragonborn, but that can come next. Um, <laughs> gold 
golden liquid like honey? Golden liquid honey? like liquid gold or golden liquid yes. like piss? This is yeah, yeah that's what I was going to ask. Piss or metallic paint? So, uh, honey never occurred to me. <laughs> so, uh, Ivy and Bako, you can just see a trail of liquid le- leading out of, uh, or rather, into Aldous's room. The other two of you, uh, from where you are, it, it looks golden. You'd have to go take a sniff or a lick to find out. That you're no, the they can't tell the difference metallic paint. piss. It's... It's not metallic paint. It's like right. somewhat transparent. I'm staying away from it then. No, you're the one who's interested in flavour. <laughs> I'm not the one who's interested in urine. <laughs> I feel like if you couldn't smell it. Plus, you know, if it was a, a natural plant 20. or if we were in a different closer, place. Brogar, you can... like licking right. stains off the floor is not the behaviour of a gourmet chef. <laughs> Brogar. <laughs> Brogar pulls the, f- the full like Slavic squat right as far down, but staying on his feet, ready in case the hollow floor is an issue at any point, um, and just gets closer to the liquid. You trot your way down the stairs. As you get closer to it, you can smell that it smells sweet. This is either the urine of a diabetic, diabetic or urine. Honey. <laughs> Ivy watches. I'd like to apologise to our diabetic <laughs> listeners for just being used as a cheap punchline by Sam Mackay there with me <laughs> doing it in stereo. Just sorry to all of you. You mean much more to us than that. Could it be apple juice? Ivy watches. Well said, that's that's if you want to taste it or touch it. Why would touching it tell me if it's apple juice or urine? What? What? Consistency would come across. Um, <laughs> I'm not talking like a brick of, of we. Like I'm saying, of all a the brick. it could be the consistency. Hang on, across. hang on. In what, what world is there a brick of we? This I, I'm is really dehydrated. Where anyone's dreams can become reality. <laughs> yeah, Oxo cube of we. If you don't drink enough water. All right, I step. I step I, in it. I step in it. And see you, what... you step at it as you pull your foot off. It's a little bit sticky. Go with honey. It's almost like we left a character with a load of bees a little way away. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah, good linking up. Rain. <laughs> a, a brief moment later, you hear another crash. Just, oh, fucking shit! Is he uh, covered in bees? From inside the room. <laughs> Can we... Uh, I proceed down the stairs, but the... Brogar has squat trotted down. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, storm into Aldous's room, avoiding the honey trail. As you open the door, Just you can see a, you? A, a very disheveled goblin currently stuck underneath the display case on top of this glass shattered all over the floor. Fortunately, on top of this display case, you can actually see a, a little letter that's been glued to the back of it. Nonetheless, there's there's a goblin under it. It looks a bit like Mungbean. He's covered in bees and honey. The bees stung him, or is it they just have a little wonder? No, 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 um, no. What are you doing? Here? Are you feeling all right, mate? I don't care if he's no, feeling all right. I want to know why he's left the post. What happened? Well, do you want us to help you more, or do you want us to hurt the person who did it more? So, basically, the guards came, they saw the swarm of bees, um, they tried to arrest me, and I showed them the sharp end of my stick, which it turns out is a, is a felony, um, but the bees resolved that problem. Turns out, everyone here allergic to bees. So you're a mass murderer now? Yeah. Um, I provide uh, accessory to manslaughter. Accessory to manslaughter via B. <laughs> I've just remembered right, I'm done that with we this hate this guy. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Beaner, yeah. as it might be called. <laughs> Ivy Walker and He's gross. <laughs> I've just remembered that we hate Mung Bean because he's gross. Yes. He's absolutely gross. Yep, uh... Ivy has no time for Mungbean, which is going to come as a shock. Um, he seems to be covered in bees and honey, and so I will be going and picking that letter off the cabinet and paying no more attention to him, because he's a pain. 
No, no. honey is literally food bees make for no, their I, children. I know, but it's mum magic like, it's, is, a, is a stick that the bees erupt out uh, of. Oh, okay. This right. is a metaphor. No, I understand. I understand. No, I'm up with metaphorical. Very clever. Like because when you said it was like innocence in this, I did not plan for that to happen in that way. You have you're attributing meaning to something where there was none, and this is the problem most I great artists face. I have an English face. degree. What do you think I do? Yeah, this is the problem most great artists face. People with English degrees think that they understand the artwork better than the artist. In some cases, they do. Let's carry on. <laughs> Where's the honey come from question as a biologist? Where are you just making it on the way? Well, yeah, but, look from the base. Yeah, but they covered just, it. They, <laughs> they can't be covered the in honey. Base. It's in the game. Uh, so, Zoe, I mean, Ivy picked yeah. up some... some some paper. I picked up a letter that was taped it's, to the back of the It's addressed to Aldous. Is it? I would love to. I mean, I might just like take a look. Can you can you describe the letter for me? Is it sealed? Are we talking like what kind of paper quality are we talking about here? Um, what's the handwriting like? It's a comfortable twenty GSM. You can tell based on the weight, um, or rather, Brogar would be able to because he rolled really high on his perception. No, it's in like a little envelope. Oh, is it? That's and weird. It, it was sealed. Seal's been open, so there's a letter inside an envelope. So they've clearly got a lot of money if they can waste paper on an envelope, because that would have been unusual. Um, right, yes. let's, let's open it up. You have a quick read. It says, this evening, would you like to come and have a, a gander at some work I've been doing a work on? It's an invitation to a meeting under, under this tower to witness the faculty's magnum opus. It's dated three days ago. Addressed to Aldous from J.R. Millicent. Ivy crumples the letter in her hand. Like I was going to say to creepy bee goblin, uh, mate, what were you uh, going after in the cabinet What that I assume you then pulled down on yourself somehow? Um, no, I thought I saw a mouse on top of it. Um, looking for a snack, really. Um, if one of you could help me get up, it would be very nice. No. He's still stuck under the display cabinet. Honestly, I feel like now, but... <laughs> like, what will you do for us? What, how would you help us? With your weird bees. Uh. I have a lifetime supply of honey. And he sort of props up his staff towards you and honey begins to... I'm Ivy's good on honey. continuing to stare angrily into the middle distance, <laughs> ignoring Mungreen and everybody else. Mm. I'm going to go over for a little sidebar chat with Ivy. <laughs> nice. I'm going to say... Ivy, um, are you finding all of this a bit tiresome? Well, let's see. So far today, uh, we've met that goblin. Uh, I can't say I take to him. He's far less pleasant to be around than you. We've I mean, he's very much an acquired taste, but I think the, the thing is you've got to give him time. We've come here. So far, since we've been here... I found my mentor's lab has been ransacked. He's got a letter yeah. from a bunch of people talking about weeding undesirables out of the neighbourhood. So apparently, uh, he may be a terrible human being after all. I knew I should, it was a mistake to trust any of them. There have been people well, who look true. suspiciously I mean, like people related to me trapped behind weird time glass. But no, it's a fabulous day. Well, I realise it's very tough for you, but I think the thing you should know is that you're amongst friends, and we're gonna we're gonna help you deal with all of this. You know, this isn't the first time the senior male academic has turned out to be massively into eugenics, and um, it's a real world joke for people there. And um, you know, we're I think, but the thing you need to know about us is that. We, 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 our hearts are in the right places, but we don't operate on your intellectual or social level. So, to some extent, like we'll we'll help, but it takes us a bit longer. We don't. We're just we're just not as good as you. And I, I hope you can forgive us and recognise that we are trying to make things better. Mm. Brogar hasn't understood um, the social conduct of a, oh, of a sidebar. Oh, talking to Brogar. No, 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 no. He's aware that you're not talking to him, but he can still hear all of it, so he thinks that he can partake in the conversation and um, just looks at Ivy, flexes to try and make her feel better. 
This is what I mean about some of us not being on your intellectual or social level. I, I appreciate the sentiment, Snoopums. It's just... I also, don't... I've made you this I... this energy bounce bar with time. I just... Do some honey with it! Mung bean. Fuck off. I wasn't talking to Mung bean either. <laughs> we do respect you. Shall we focus on rescuing your family? Well, you see, uh, they're not—they're not my family. Um, but oh. I, I do think I know who they are. Um, I oh well. They were from a very long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I come out of the quiet conversation, Sam, and I just say, "Can we just keep the whole honey thing on the down low for a while, Mungbean?" <laughs> well, the thing is—the thing is, Snookums. He is trapped under a display cabinet, and we don't need to move him. He can just stay there. Eventually, he'll That's lose enough point. weight and be able to wiggle free. It's impossible to argue with the logic of a superior mind. <laughs> I shout, Ivy! Ivy! Brogar's walking Ivy to that room. turns and walks up the stairs, because it's probably better than the alternative. <laughs> yeah, yes, Brogar? I'm just about to uh, pop off down to the uh, the inside of this this painting. Um, Why? Uh, these these guys look Why? like you. Uh, mm, mm. Why? They're they're like trapped, and they look like you. Are they trapped? Is is that not weird? Are they trapped? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> See, the thing is that what I've. I, I, my my brain works you know fairly fairly swiftly. Um, Mine and the does thing not. is that well yes uh, quite. Um, that house behind them. See I don't I don't know those tieflings. Um, side note: um, not everyone who looks like me has the same name as me. That's a, that's a fun fact. Brogar um, writes that down. Um, but. Uh, that house is in a photograph that my parents brought with them to the uh, to the university. In their photograph, that house is deserted and was unoccupied for many, many years. Well, someone's clearly moved in and renovated. That's nice. Shall I pop in? There used to be a family who lived there, but some people from the university came to visit them and... Uh, then they just sort of disappeared. But that was generations ago, and no one's occupied that house since. It's just sort of... It sort of... felt haunted, almost. Um, and it seems to me that those clothes that they're wearing are frightfully old-fashioned. And it just... I, 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 I can't help worrying that if you were to pull them out of there, they might stop being preserved for hundreds of years and just sort of turn into dust. Brogar really, really doesn't understand. <laughs> Are you saying, is it, is it a window into yesterday? Or is it like jam? I'm saying it's like time jam. Time jam. Time jam. So, like, you know, the fruit in jam is much older than it could be if it wasn't in jam. Right. In this case, right. the fruit is, uh, is tieflings. That's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm saying that, that somebody, um, naming no names but this letter, uh, suggests that at least some of them work in this department, um, have, have trapped... Or placed these people in the time jam and uh, I don't know if we can get them out without killing them which means that getting them out poses a great ethical quandary that I don't feel prepared to wrestle with uh, but it does okay. explain why they never wanted me to come in here okay no I'm 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 almost there I think Ivy I'm almost there so you can't you can't get a damson back from your jam and just have a fresh damson so you reckon they'll turn into fruit if I pull them out? Very possibly. Like wizened right. old fruit that you really wouldn't I want am, to eat. 
excited by the speed at which my brain is growing. I think you're rubbing off on me a bit out here, Ivy. I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased I'm hanging around with you. I would like to, um, uh, whilst Thingy's squished under um, the uh, cabinet, can I um, go through his stuff and see if there's anything worth pinching? <laughs> are you yeah. doing this subtly or are you doing this overtly? Um, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it subtly. How, how do you subtly take shit from <laughs> a essentially undressed <laughs> goblin under a glass cabinet? Well, let's find out. Well, I'll do it the way subtly. it's going to work it's is I'm going to have a chat with him about goblin stuff. It involves him turning his head a long way to one side. <laughs> okay. Oh, so no, these are a lot, right? Make sure you're looking at me. What I'm going to need here, a, a trial-based check. So, Steve, deception. Yeah. And other one, Bacco. Can you please roll me a slight hand check? That deception is an eight. And sleight of hand mm-hmm. is 12. He's not especially intelligent. Okay. What? So, I'm he shocked. turns over. Oh, shit. So, what's your favourite preserve to put on a toast then, um, Stukens? At this point in time, Bacco, you move in, start getting all handsy with them. What are you looking for? Money or numbers. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Which going is through. It's to be interpreted however you need. <laughs> I, I know. Bako, you, you find on his person uh, a small sack of gold on his waist, his wand, a small dagger, a figurine of a fish, and a small travel version of backgammon. Fantastic. I'm going to keep the backgammon you- and the fish and the gold. <laughs> And I'm going to leave the sticky stick and the uh, knife behind. Thank you. You rolled a twelve. I will give you the gold, the backgammon, and the and the and the fish. fish. The gold, yeah, you've got some gold. We'll call it twelve. It's not very well off, but enjoy. Um, do you have an answer to that, Snookums? What is your favourite? I mean, there's a lot of different types of toast in the world, aren't there? Because you might want a strawberry with your rye toast, but if you put a raspberry on your rye toast, it's just its too much spiciness together. If you want to save your raspberry for a more traditional white toast, I mean, it's the sort of question, Mungbean, that I'm afraid. When you're a bit older and you know a bit more about the culinary ways of the world, you won't be asking this sort of question. So I think... Horses for courses, but also horse spread is quite good on some toasts. Mm. Well, I'm just looking to diversify from honey, really. Um, so thanks for the suggestions. Have you thought of well, if you just want, if you want to start from a honey base, you can mix some chili with your honey. That will give you a nice, or even mustard. Mustard and honey is very popular with a lot of people. So you can start to. You maybe trade some honey to someone who's got some mustard and then both of you can have honey mustard. So, yeah, it might add some depth to, to me, some more character to uh, my toast in the morning. Well, also, though, it just gives you more savoury options but allows you to stay true to the honey ways. Mm. Very kind of you, actually. Um, yeah, thanks for the suggestion. Uh, back to Brogar and Ivy. I am leaving the room should not pull them out of the wall. I'm very pleased that Ivy has had this talk with me. Ivy stands looking at the tieflings for a little bit longer because she doesn't leave quite as quickly as broke up, apparently. Um, she just sort of looks at them and puts one hand up as if to touch the glass. Not actually touching it, but just looking at them for a minute before before turning to go. Yeah, they don't really react in any way. You just... Have your moment and, and you leave. As you've left Brogar, you notice once again that the the floor under the staircase that you're on is, feels like or, your steps are almost like reson not resonating, but it's there's something some sonorous quality to Can it. I jump. It's like echoing. Jump. Yeah. Up am I stood? How close am I stood to Brogar? Uh, Brogar had left a little bit faster than you, so I'd give him five seconds. So you're five okay. seconds okay. away, and b- based on the average gait of a tiefling, I'd say you're like ten feet away. Probably more than that. As you jump, can you make me um, uh, an acrobatics check, please? Acrobatics? <laughs> very, very spectacular jump I'm about to do. No, it isn't. It's a three. Cool. <laughs> oh, dear. As you jump, uh, you crash through the stairs. Uh, you fall a good 30 feet. You're falling through the space. It's dark. You hit another staircase and fall straight through it. It's just like slats of wood. You're now lying on your back. Uh, 
like looking up through this hole in one staircase, through the hole in the other staircase, and Ivy's head peers over this hole. Uh, you've taken 3d6 damage, please. What? Ouchie. Brogar assumes he's died, honestly. Um, <laughs> how much damage was that? Uh, no, I don't know yet, but hang on. Uh, how many? What? 3d6s, please. 3d6s? 1d6 per 10 feet. Yeah. Can I clarify? Is this hole? Is this a hole in the stairs, but there are, there is still stair in front of the door? Or am I now standing in a door that has no stairs in You're front of it? You're now standing in a door that has no stairs in front of it, but there are stairs to the right and left of it. But oh, you cool. probably need to jump it. Excellent. Yeah. Or if, if you look... In your pack, there may be an item which will help you get down a distance less than 50 feet. Could that possibly be a rope? I don't know. Um, just tie it around your waist yes, and so jump, you'll be fine. Well, I'm just wondering on. about you know, doing something a bit cooler. But, um. <laughs> um, that, that, thankfully, was a six. Bako and Snookums, obviously you hear this, and you can see Ivy standing outside the door, and there's no Brogar. He jumped. Ivy, what have you done with them? He jumped on the stairs. Oh. oh. I mean, that seems in character. Yes. So, has he gone down a hole? Am I dead? No, not yet. Eventually, oh. though. Oh. Brogar writes that down. So look, looking down into this hole, yeah, you can see there's some faint light down at the bottom, like that yellow Broker, light that you seem to be seeing around town. But... <laughs> no. Can you see down there? Oh, wait, no, now I do. I do. I've got uh, devil's sight. Yeah. But I'm, I currently have my eyes closed because I think I'm dead. Okay. Very useful. I... Can anyone help me? Let me know when you open your eyes. Open your eyes! <laughs> what can open... you see? I can't see anything. I've got my eyes closed. Open them. Okay, Brogar cracks open. You can do one, one at a time. Yeah, he opens one eye. He's got That's no depth perception. Your, what can he see? Open your one eye. You can see at an indiscernible distance away. You can see the faces of your three friends looking through the hole you've fallen through. Uh, the dust has sort of settled around you. You're sat on a pile of, of bricks, stonework that's fallen through, uh, and the wood as well. So you can see this hole in the stairs above you. Looking around you, you found yourself in a damp little corridor about 15 feet long. The stairs above you um, connect to a wall that you can't, you can't quite see exactly where they go, but they go up. Um, and you're at the, the ground level of them, like the very bottom of these stairs. But yeah, so basically you're, you're in a damp corridor about 15 feet long. And then right at the end of it, you can see a large circular door made from like a dark metal. Um, but there's so little light down here that you can't discern any features on this door. Are we sure we want to go down there? I've got a thing we could do. So he said, like, apparently, according to Brogar, the door is so weirdly dark, they can't see it. So I was going to cast light on this. Looking through my character sheet... On a winter blanket <laughs> to create a glow-in-the-dark duvet. Amazing. Which I will drop down to Brogar, who can wrap it around themselves to, first of all, keep warm, second of all, look incredible, and third of all, light, Honestly, light the area. It's beautiful because it's reflecting off of my scales, but also calming my anxiety somewhat. Um Yeah. <laughs> It's just a cantrip, but happily you can you can use my blanket as a, just a multi-purpose. It's like a Swiss Army blanket. has more than one purpose. Um, I'm at the door already. Covered yes. in blanket. Covered in blanket. It'll glow for an it'll glow for an hour or until we agree to turn it off. I'm a I'm a brogar in blanket at door, attempting to open. Now you've got close to it. So basically, it's it's a large circular door, like, covering the entirety of the end of this corridor. In its centre is a golden ring embossed with four characters at the four points of a compass. In the middle of this ring is a giant worm's head, and its body snakes around in concentric circles about this central ring on this door, before heading up through a hole in the top of the door. Brogar uh, <laughs> <laughs> pokes nice. the worm? Anywhere in particular? Just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> I poke the tip of the worm. 
the tip of the worm. So worm has like mandibles and little mouth. You're going to poke the, the tip of the mouth? No, no. Who would do that? That's a silly suggestion. <laughs> um, thinking, I look at it and I remember a pastime that these have come up and I remember how I don't deal with it. I punch mm-hmm. it and it's on the head. Rogarth is doing just, you know, just a... On the mouth? I feel like this is leading. No, no, not on the mouth. Not on the mouth. I just missed the mouth. So you've Brogarfisted it. And you, yeah, you just said a moment. Nothing really's happened. Is anyone climbing down into this hole or is Brogar just going to hang out here by himself? It's investigating. Uh, well, can I investigate the door? <laughs> yes, you can. Thank you. Please roll. And that is a 15. So the worm's head is facing you and its jaws are open wide. The metal around its mouth appears slightly rusted. Um, and the top of its head is smooth. Useful. What What do you see, Brogar? Could you describe uh, it to us? I see a worm with a rusty mouth embedded in the door. I fisted it and nothing happened. <laughs> Interesting. Did you say it was only the mouth that was rusty? As far as I can see, yes. So, so the rest of it's not rusty. That seems very strange. Is the rest of it? Is the rest of it dull? Is that why? So, Wormhead is like in in the middle of this central ring on this larger door, and and then this body like snakes around this central ring in like concentric circles, and then goes off into basically the the ceiling or at like the top of the door and goes through. Can it. I? peer at the characters and look at them are they yours are they yours is it us and gavin you rolled investigation it's it's not you um whether or not this is gavin that's up to interpretation is it the same people as on the statue you can recall that it's the same people as on the statue yes guys i say to the people who are not coming to help at all um (laughs) Well, we thought that you you like solving your own problems, don't you? You're always very clear that you're extremely self-reliant and a strong individual. Well, I've I've tried, I've tried to investigate, didn't work. Uh, I tried to punch a worm, didn't work. I am now going to try and put the ring on. No, wait, the Hmm? no. In all fantasy, just putting the ring on is always a great idea. I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Exactly, put the ring on. The space fills with smoke. Uh, You guys up at the top, actually, this this sort of smoky, magic-y, smoky stuff is pillowing out of the hole and also filling the space you're currently in. Ivy puts her head in her hands. Once again, that whispering you heard last time, or what seemed like whispering, you can hear again, except this time it sounds a little bit more like language, but not. it's not discernible. You can't understand what it's saying. Is that you, mother? No? Um, can, can I come from, tell which direction it's coming from? Can I walk towards it? All around you, it's unidirectional. Uh, can I see anything? Assuming no. Literally no. <laughs> you can't see more than a few feet in front of you. Um, you can't even see the door anymore. All right, I'll take the ring off and put it back Did on you the... mean to do this? I mean, have you got a fire down there? Are you smoking? What's going on? Have you, have you got some of the demon weed? Why? Why is there lots of smoke? Wait, are you a dragon? Are you breathing on things? Stop breathing on things! That's my other thing I could do. I could burn it. Should I burn the door? What's it with enough smoke? Have you tried touching the bit that isn't rusty? You know, the bit that looks like it might have been worn by lots of hands pushing on it to open the door? Oh. Oh, listen to the clever one! Run your hands over the rest of the door, inch by inch. <laughs> I touch the non-rusted bit of the worm. So it's head. Oh, hello. Yeah? Yes. So you place your hand on the smooth oh, no. part of its head. And How big is this Lucy, worm? Lucy, Sam's been waiting months to say to you, you place your hands on the smooth parts of its head. Don't interrupt him. <laughs> You place your hands on the lotion in the basket. (laughs) (laughs) On the smooth part of the worm's head. And as you do so, a three inch long blade ejects out mouth of this worm. 
and then goes back ah. in. Okay, can I do it again and this time try and catch the blade? Oh. Yes! Not by yeah. the sharp bits. Does it have flat sides? Try and yeah. catch the flat sides. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hand goes on, sleight of hand check. That's what we need now. That was a nine. It's a nine. So you put your hand on it. The blade comes out. You try to grab it, but you're too slow. All right. Can I, this time, touch the top of the worm's head with my head <laughs> and try and grab <laughs> try and grab the blade with both hands? Are with you your sure tongue? You do that? Oh, right. Isn't that cut you in the head? Uh, what? No. The head you're is not doing like the blade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna touch the worm's head with my head and yeah, grab the blade with both hands. It's going to stab you in the fucking neck! But if you want what? to no, Why can't she put her head on the you other got... side? What other side? Alright, fine, I use my foot again. Can I have another go I wanna catch the blade? You can roll a slight of hand check, slight of foot. And you're you're trying to get the blade yeah. with your foot. That's a fourteen. No, I'm trying to get the blade with my hands. He's just pushing the foot. head with the foot. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Once again, uh, you place your foot onto the head of this worm. The blade shoots out. You try to grab it, but you're too slow. And doing this has no effect on the door at all. Just, no. just the, the little blade. Just a little blade. I shout down, do you want any help down there? All I can hear is you going, push, 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 and something going, ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. Have any of you guys ever heard of um, doors that require sacrifice to enter? And also, is Mungbean still there? Yay! What yes, and it, well, he's stuck under a thing, isn't he? So, uh, yes and yes. Excellent. Retrieve him and come and meet me downstairs. <laughs> um, so... Retrieve him how? You're the big, strong, lifty one. Oh, and God. what he needs is a big, strong, heavy thing lifted off him. Like, literally, if you needed him sautéed or fricasseed, I'm right here. But right, um, I'm... lifting a bookcase I'm... is not really my... It's not Is really. He um, Can you not squidge out with all of his? Hang on, he's lubricated honey. from the honey. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it would really stick in more, but okay. <laughs> Do you guys we want to try need and get to him lift out? it a little bit? Should we try and get him out so that I can sacrifice him on a door? Yes. How big is what this? Is your, what is your... What alignment are you randomly killing people to open a door? Chaotic neutral. Oh, God, it's the a, dickhead alignment. Of course you are. It's a prescription, Steve. <sighs> Still chaotic bloody neutral. I choose the dickhead alignment. Have you met my character? Mm. You, you are the only yeah. character in this game worse than Mungbean, and jeez, that's saying something. Are you guys going to wow, get Mungbean from Broker? Really well. How big, how <laughs> big is the display cabinet? Uh, Ivy six um, feet. out Gavis. So. Uh, what are you doing with Gavin? And I, I'm assuming people are going to get Mungbean at this point while you're talking to Gavin. I'm not going to get Mungbean so she can kill him. No. I'll, I'll get Mungbean so she can kill him. I'm going to use the candle <laughs> to gently, like, uh, dissemble through fire the um, the display cabinet. Push Mungbean down. You're going to set fire as, to the cabinet. As this is happening, I would like to quietly oh, sing... Mungbean lived his life like a candle on a display case. <laughs> the display case starts catching. Fucking shit! Fuck! Fucking fire! Shit! Fuck! Fire! Wait, 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 wait. wait. Uh, Brogar is like, okay, they're clearly loosening his um, his entrapment with fire. That works, I've heard. Um, I am just in the meantime. I'm going to get out some of the specimens from my pocket. I select a dried gecko um, and I hold that out in a fashion so that when I touch the worm's head, it'll get impaled. Just a quick reminder to everybody that I am like a, a, a cleric of goods right? and a cleric of life. So, Sam... Um, the gecko's already uh, dead, Snooker. 
right. yeah, but I'm I'm worried about you killing a sentient mung bean. Um, so <laughs> over so over the fire, over the fire that has been set, Sam. I'd like to use the spell create water to create ten gallons of water that drops down onto the fire and puts You're it out. Drown. So you you create that those ten gallons of water. <laughs> the force of this water coming down on the display cabinet, which is already somewhat you know it's losing its structural integrity. So of course it's this display cabinet to fragment even more. Mungbean is now cleansed of the honey he'd been covered in. He's a little Thank bit... Thank you. You know, the heat has made him a little bit uncomfortable, but he's not taken too much hurt. And he, he manages to squeeze his sweat. Bapa, what the fuck did you just do? Um, I would like to just do a quick... Mungbean, I suggest you just run. <laughs> because some of these people, it turns out, are not as interested in goblins staying alive as you and I are. So I would get like I can look after myself. I've got my walk, but I, I suggest you get the hell out of here, and hopefully they'll stop making me waste spell slots that I could otherwise use to heal them after they've fallen down a massive hole on protecting your life. I won't bother prepping all these healing spells tomorrow. I'll just I'll just prep skills <laughs> called stop being a dickhead. I thought we were friends. He, he, sort, he sort of takes his stick. He's like, I thought we were all friends. And well, you and I are friends. That's why I literally just saved your life. Because we are friends, you and I. I think you were a pervert, but sorry, mate. It's very rich coming from you. <laughs> I mean, it seems harsh to be called someone a pervert when you were angling to be an actual murderer, which many would say is slightly worse than an over-interest in honey. You know uh, what? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't understand human law, obviously, but it seems to me like it might be a more serious criminal offence. Snookums, you know what? I am tired of the way I have been treated by all these big people my whole <laughs> life. I have tried to fit in with their standards in society. I've helped people my whole life. And all they do is try and hurt me. And the way I've been treated is not acceptable. And I'm glad I found you. And I'm, I'm sorry it's headed this way again. He runs out through the door with it, taking up his belongings. And the bees sort of follow him. They're, they're covered in water, so they're crawling along on the floor. Just, oh, and he's just, bees. I've got a fence. He's crying. Just... <laughs> I feel really bad for the bees. Not that bad. Yeah. For I'm going to shut up and see you later, mate. I'm not that Friends, bad. can you come up with any plans that don't involve cold-blooded murder? So Ivy is going to actually talk to Gavin um, and ask him if he knows anything about weird old magic worm doors. A worm perhaps hole, there's a, that's what it is. Perhaps there's a secret song that opens the door because it's got a weird snake on it. Everyone knows that talking to metallic snakes magically opens portals. It's a, he, he, says, he says he's architecturally challenged. He's also assumed it was made by a human, which is uh, always interesting to hear. Um, I'll, come, I'll come down to you, uh, Burger. Just... Hold on. I will turn into a small goat, like a mountain goat. Yes. And uh, spring lively down the various stair forms uh, until I reach Brogar. Brogar does not know you can turn into a goat, by the way. <laughs> can you please he is roll horrified. me a, uh, an acrobatics check with a plus zero modifier? Um, I, I, there's a 10 without the modifier. so Yeah, you can, you can scale this wall as a goat rolling a 10. That's fine. You're downstairs as a goat. Brogar, you can hear uh, you can hear barring behind you. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> does the goat like as a you know like Disney character transformation, does the goat kind of look a bit like Ivy? Yeah, in that Ivy has horns herself. And it's wearing Ivy's clothes. <laughs> And her backpack oh. with her stick. Oh my god, that's terrible. <laughs> Sorry, of course, because that's how this works. Yeah. Uh, Ivy turns back into a human. Oh, really? Not into a human, into a tiefling. Oh. <laughs> Ivy, you can now see this door. Uh, I might just investigate it to see what I can see. 
Yeah. Brogar's horrified because he, she just turned back from a girl back into her. Um, can I go to the hall and gesture to Snookums and Bacco to join the party downstairs? Sam, how deep's the hole? 30 feet. Is there anything I can tie a piece of rope to? Uh, you could tie it to... So the staircase has a, has a railing to the side of it. You could tie right, it to Right, that. I'm going to tie my rope. I've got a 50-foot rope. I'm going to tie it to the staircase and I'm going to lower myself down gently because I am not a giant, shiny idiot. Thank While you. they are doing that, um, can I... Uh, so I, my investigation was a 15, which means I'm assuming I can't see very much more than um, Brogar. No, but exactly. I'm going to use... You know this this thinking time while Brogar's off, calling out of a hole in the ground, um, to cast my mind back and see if I can remember ever having seen a diagram of a door like this in a book, or if I know anything about history check. Door yeah, I have an eighteen. You recall a brief obsession, uh, an architectural style developed during the earliest years of the expansion of the university in Angleveld, where they were obsessed with representing the four heroes and the the worm god Eertrell. I'd forgotten Eertrell was a worm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bobbit worm. It's a bobbit worm. Can I try and ask, would the bobbit worm, what language would a bobbit worm understand? Are you going to try and talk to the door? I'm going to try and talk Hold to the door. Hold cash. <laughs> <laughs> the only language a bobbit worm understands. <laughs> I'm just wondering if I can talk to Gavin, maybe I can talk to the... Uh, the door one. Technically, Eertrell <laughs> would have spoken deep speech. Right. Uh, I will call out to him in deep speech and say, uh, excuse me, don't know if this is going to work and it feels a little bit silly, but uh, could you, could you, would you open the door for us, please? Uh, Eertrell, worm god, infernal creature thing. Please? Just to clarify, you're quite smart, aren't you, Ivy? Apparently. You are fully aware that you are talking to a piece of metal. I am, yes. That's why I said it made me look silly. Uh, there's no response. I'm going to ask, mate, uh, what exactly is the problem we're trying to solve in this moment? We're trying, trying to get through the door. And do we need some sort of body to get us through the door? That's a good idea. Uh, Brogar runs at the door. Oh, no. uh, uh, <laughs> any, any aim in particular? Like uh, any, any part not, of the door? Aiming not for the head of the worm, so that it doesn't instantly impale me. Roll a strength check. That is a 17. <laughs> uh, you run into the door at almost full force. You ricochet off the door and take 2d6 damage. Ooh. Oh, for Christ. Now, mate, I was going to suggest that I, I use this unseen servant thing. Okay. But, you know, you can go running into doors if you want. Because if this unseen servant thing works the way I understand it to, can't I just use it to sacrifice to the doorknob? Sacrifice to the doorknob? <laughs> That's the name of our new band. <laughs> it's invisible and Panic shapeless. So it it's not real, isn't Wait, wait. What if... Do Snookums have any? Do you have any meat in your pack? Because because Brogar, I, I you you strike me as the sort of person who might have like an outfit hidden in your pack. Maybe we could pretend we had a person, just sort of hold a bit of meat where the uh, the knife might come out of the door, because it might just be that it needs blood. This, this is more batshit than my stuff, <laughs> Ivy. I'd like to point out you're going to dress up a lamb chop like a person for no good reason. <laughs> I'm trying to fit in with you guys. This is bonding. Why do you think I've got an outfit? I didn't think you did, but I, I thought um, Bacco might. Oh, oh, yeah, but do I want to sacrifice it to a door? Why can't we <laughs> follow you down here? We should have just left. Snookums. Hello. I, just, I thought the great brains would have sorted this out by now. <laughs> um, you've got a lamb chop. You do. Oh, have I? Have I? Yeah. No. I think I've got oh. lambs all tights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for goodness' sake, Snookums! Do you have enough enough uh, healy spell slot things that you can heal me if I get hurt? Oh, obviously, yeah. I've got potions. I've got. I'll heal right, you any old time. Up, you didn't try the door head and let's stab her. 
as you place your hand on the head of this worm, the blade comes out. Uh, you feel a searing pain in your hand, um, but the worm's head immediately recoils. It retracts into the central ring and its body uncoils rapidly, its metallic legs dragging it back into the hole at the top of the door. The four heroes come together in the center of the ring, overlapping and forming a four-pointed star in the middle of the ring. And Ivy, you take one damage. Take one damage. Yeah. Okay. You can only get one damage. I'm down to four hit points. <laughs> I'd heal you it. if you hadn't come up with the idea of burning my friend. I'm very dim. Please help me. Being very dim is no excuse for being very evil, as many a high court judge has said over the years. <laughs> Does the door now open if you push it? As you push it, no. But pull it. Oh, pull it. Hey. Or is it a little swivelly one when you push on one side? Do we spin the uh, four-pointed star to open the door? Is that what you want to try? Sure. Yeah, why not? Upon twisting the star, the door opens inwards into a short corridor. Light pours Woo! from above into the space ahead of you. A theatre with three levels of tiered seats and concentric rings carved into the stone from which this room has been crafted. In the centre of the room is a stained wooden table about six feet long by four feet wide and at one end of it there's a set of syringes, dissection tools and glass vessels. The room stinks of salt. Directly ahead of you, at the back of the room, is a wooden door with a grate at eye level. See, you can tell that this room is very much not a theatre in the uh, cultural sense of the word because they've put very uncomfortable seating in here. This is designed to stop people falling asleep. Clearly, science goes on here. (laughs) (laughs) So Ivy looks around this amphitheatre lecture hall uh, place, looks at the syringes and dissection tools on the table, reaches one hand into her pocket, pulls out the crumpled letter which she straightens out and goes, Millicent. This episode of Live Love Lovecraft was written and produced by me, Sam Mackay. It starred Steve Cross, Lucy Eckersley, Kate Hunter and Zoe McGee. You can find links to all of their online stuff down in the podcast notes below. The music was written by myself and additional sound effects were provided by Michael Gelfi. If you want to keep up to date with everything we do, you can find us online at Lovecraft DND. And we hope that you have a wonderful week, everyone. And we'll see you next time when the adventure continues. I have a tail. Are oh, we just giving ourselves head. extra appendages? Good. I've got a third arm. <laughs> that I use for whisking. Right. <laughs> use it for whisking. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you need one to hold the bowl, one to sprinkle spices, and one to whisk <laughs> all at the same time. But listeners out there, if you haven't tried uh, Aromat from Knorr, um, I recommend it as the third cruet: uh, salt, black pepper, and uh, Aromat, which is like salt plus.